Mr. Huff, Mr. Jeaner is ready for your interview. Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to fuck shit up. Well, Brennan, you certainly have had a lot of jobs. I'm a bit of a spark plug and a human resources lady. Oh, oh no, it, it's actually, it's Pam. I'm sorry. Well, Pam. No, my name is Pam. Are you saying Pan or Pam? I'm saying Pam. Yeah, I'm sorry, who is this gentleman sitting behind you? Hello, Ms. Lady. I'm Dale. I'm Brennan's stepbrother, and I think I might be able to help with a Pan-Pam dilemma. Yeah, that'd be great. Pam. 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 With an There's M. There's a D on the end. There's no D. It's Pam. It's like calm. Here, it's P. P-A-N-M. M. No, there's just one M. Okay, first of all, I needed someone to. Wait, shut your mouth. Shut shut your shut your mouth. I oh I I think we've had enough. Shut shut for one second. Shut 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 your mouth. I needed someone to. Wait, shut your mouth. Shut shut your shut your mouth. I'm sorry? What did you just say? You're just coming off stupid. I'm coming off as stupid. You're wearing tuxedos to a job that requires you to clean bathrooms. Please leave this office. We're done with this interview. Do we get any sort of souvenir? Get out of my office! Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I am your host, Jeff. I am your other host, Jake. Jake. What up, bro? Dude. So, I think we both have had a week. It's been it's been two weeks. Oh, okay. Because we recorded, what, like, not this Monday, but last Monday. Right. So, it's been about a, almost... Almost like oh, a week wow. and a half since we've seen each other. Yeah, yeah I, that it w- feels like a long that's time. The, that was the start of my last two weeks of hell. Oh, and I think that's why I've been singing uh, Guess Who's Back, Back Again. Because <laughs> it <laughs> just feels like it's been forever. Yeah, it has been a while. This is probably the most live episode that we'll have because um, because of our chaotic schedules and everything that's been going on with Jake and I, um, it's Thursday the 16th, and I'm posting this on Thursday, August 16th. So it'll be right up. Um, sorry for the delay for those who wait and want to hear it right away. Um, but what's going on, dude? So last week I started my 10 straight days of work. I have I worked 10 straight days. Uh-huh. And so I would like that was just a grind. In and of itself. Is that a combination of both fishermen's uh, and with your dad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like Saturday, like this last Saturday, I started work at. F- I was at the job site at five thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. I worked until ten, and then went and worked eleven to eight at fishermen's. Whoa! So like that was a really <laughs> long, long day. No way. So dude. yeah, it was it was brutal. Yeah. So, but like my truck, I drive an older Ford F one fifty. And it's just completely taken a like a dump. Like, you've said that. I can't tell you how many times you've said that in our friendship. And I know. then you're like, like, it's back up and running again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean my this truck has been like a bandit. It's oh, I guess you had the Toyota, sorry. Yeah, That's so what I was my about. Toyota crapped out right. all the time. Eventually, finally, I was like, I'm done with this right. thing. I can't drive this thing anymore. Like I can't even like, I don't know in the morning if I'm going to be going to school and, like, I can't get to school. Right. Like, I need something that's at least reliable enough to get me from my house to campus. Yeah. So, like, this F-150 I've been driving for the last year and a half-ish. It's, yeah, it's been about a year. Mm-hmm. Is just now finally starting to, like, wear out. Uh-oh. And it's, so my window doesn't roll down. Yeah. And 
and I so I'm I'm, I'm going to preface this. I am the least mechanically inclined person ever. I can't Me do too. I can't do anything for myself. We can write papers like ballers. Yeah, but when it comes <laughs> to working on cars, like I can't. I know I know nothing. With the guidance of Jen's um, ex stepdad, I rebuilt my engine for my Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, nice. And you know, way more than me then. I didn't know. I mean, it was with his guidance, like, hey, you got to do this, you got to do that. I couldn't do it by myself, but it was definitely an interesting kind of venture to take on. For sure. Um, they're small and simple, mm-hmm. like lawnmower motors, but yeah. it was kind of fun. I'd like to one day be able to just go, like, get a bug and do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, like, for fun. Wait, like, how long did you own a bug for? I don't know few years okay that well, was before i met you then. yeah it was awesome i bet dude it's like driving a go-kart my friend keenan drives around in a bug yeah it, drove dr- drove a bug for a while it was Is a there? 72 okay yeah but it was blue oh mm. i loved it <laughs> I, I loved the it. motor in the back but the same thing i mean it was just too i was constantly having to keep up with it because it was my daily driver mm-hmm. if i had a second car yeah and then just kept that to the side and drove it on the weekends or something mm-hmm. it would have lasted way longer it would have been way easier to maintain for sure um and i miss it all the time anyway sorry oh no you're good so um, we're so both not mechanically inclined no not at, not at all so kylie's jeep also is having problems at the moment and she drives a 2007 jeep liberty and it needed new tires, so we wouldn't like. I paid to have new tires put on it, yeah. and um, so my w- it's making this other weird sound. So we take it into this new mechanic, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, it needs new brakes. It needs a whole bunch of uh-huh. whole bunch of work on it." I bring my truck in because I'm like, I, I'm like, "Well, I'm, I need to at least get my window fixed, and I need my oil changed." Right. I can't even change my oil. Right. My own oil. Like what? I, no, I can't do it. Jake, <laughs> you can do it. It's on YouTube. You can do it. I can't. <laughs> I, I promise. I can't it's do easy. it. I can't do it. Yeah. It's too intimidating. So I usually take mine to like Oil Can Henry's or For whatever. Sure. So, but dude, this, it's easier but to it, do but that. But this guy was already going to be working on my window, like because my hand crank. Yeah. It's like off the track or something. It needs a new regulator. What made you want to get that fixed? Because it's hot as shit. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have like I thought. I so this is how. So I'm like, oh, I also need my AC recharged. He pops my hood and he's like, well, I could recharge it, but there's nothing there to recharge. <laughs> I don't actually have AC. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, I thought I had AC and it just needed to be charged all this time. So that's amazing. Um, so he, I dropped the truck off, and the next, like, I dropped off at night at, after I got off work, and he calls me the next morning. I'm at the dog park with Tucker, uh-huh. and he's like, "So, how attached to this truck are you?" Uh oh. And that's just you when you hear that, you're like, "Oh no." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well." I kind of looked at the truck as just a band-aid to get me through school. Right. And now that I'm through school, like it's served its purpose, but I can't really afford an, anything new at the moment. For sure. So how bad is this? Yeah. And he's like, by the time he got through all of the stuff that's <gasps> wrong with it, it was going to be like $3,000, which is about the, about the, you know, how much the truck is worth. Right. You could find something for $3,000 that runs better. Maybe. You could. I don't know. Jake. You need my help. <laughs> okay. I need your help. I'm going to send up my Jeff signal. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, so yeah, there's there's that. Uh-huh. And so just like put new tires on on Kylie's car. Right. Like, I cannot, af- I can't afford to fix this thing. So basically my t- I'm driving around a truck that's a ticking time bomb. What's, it, it why just, is it a time bomb? Like what's, what's. Everything is leaking. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. There's leaks everywhere. Radiators leaking from the seal. <sighs> it um, needs new brakes, both front and rear right. brakes. It's, it's bad. Like I can't. 
Like I've got maybe a month in this thing before I got Whoa. at least at minimum put brakes on it. But I don't want to put brakes on it. No. And then just have to get rid of it down the like within the next couple of months because everything else is leaking. My one of my favorite cars of all time. I it was like the first car I ever had. Um, Jen's brother Joe had it, and then he get, sold it to me for like eight hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Jen and I still reminisce about this truck. It was awesome. It was an '82 Toyota pickup. Okay. Long bed. Oh, okay. Two seater. Little short guy. Yes. Like on the, yeah. Oh, I. It was a piece of crap, dude. But. It was so, it was, I drove that thing to the beach. Like, it was just yeah. awesome. And the brakes were out, um, and I didn't care too much about it. Um, but the brakes were so bad, or, or something like I had to be holding the clutch in at the same time. Oh, so, br- no. trying to brake at the same time, it, it was all, like, hard. So, I would have to use my e-brake to slow down and brake. Oh, shit. <laughs> But that's that's the kind of little quirks and stuff that I love in those old cars. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually, it was like, okay, and I bought the Element. Yeah. But, I mean, I've driven some crap cars. Mm-hmm. But I kind of, I love them. I don't know. Yeah. I just I kind mean, of have. I guess there's something lovable. Like, I have, um, I have I've, I named both my old Toyota, uh-huh. CR40. It's on the, it was a 90, like, right. you know, stick shift, you know, four-cylinder. And uh, and then I've also named uh, my current Ford. Uh-huh. So my my Toyota was named Cletus because okay. it was like an old man and it smelled right. bad and made right. noises. And then my new one is Frank. Both male names. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I guess that is weird. Most guys name their right. vehicles after I know, didn't. W- female names. I've named one vehicle. Okay. It was my 1986 Jetta. Um, and it was Jack Ramsey. Jack Ramsey. Yeah. Okay. Why? The coach, dude. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, it, okay. Just, it just felt like Jack Ramsey. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't right. know. I, I mean, I, like I guess I have no reason to call mine Frank. It's just <laughs> Frank the Tank. I think At least it's named it's, after it's somebody. A, it's a big boat. So yeah. I called it Frank the Tank. The the Ford. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So anyways. Yeah. No, ticking so time bomb. The ticking time bomb in this. I mean, that's just. I get. I'm or like when I find this out, I've already worked like six days in a row, and I know by the time my next day comes, mm-hmm. like my next day is off, is going to be still far in the future. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, gosh, like what am I gonna like? What am I gonna do? So that's just been weighing, um, weighing on my mind, and just like, what are you gonna like? All this financial stuff, knowing that we've got the fi- uh, student loans <laughs> coming yeah. due, and I'm like, what am I gonna do? They're I not can't coming until December, right? Is it seven thi- months after graduation? Yeah, I think it's December. Okay. Yeah. So we got a little little ways. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So then I, you know, the obviously the job search has been has been interesting. I know you've got probably oh, stories yeah. about that. Yes, I do. And uh, so I'll just get through mine. Like I've no sw- no no paint this picture. I love when you tell me this stories. This was an absolute. <laughs> unmitigated disaster okay one of the top five most embarrassing moments of my life dude i almost asked you to come with an embarrassing story today okay perfect well this is this is as embarrassing as it gets okay let's i'm not it. going to say the name of the company that i oh no, no that's fine for, that's fine but um so i have been turned down a lot i think <laughs> both of us right. have either been ignored or turned right. down quite a bit on this sure. job post uh post education job hunt and uh, so I finally, like, I keep telling myself, if I can just get an interview. Dude, like, I've been saying the same thing. That's the most important thing. Cause I, I know, like, if I get the opportunity to explain what I know. Yes. That's all I need. Exactly. 
Nope. <laughs> nope. I completely. Did you get an opportunity? I bungled it. Oh, I did no. get an opportunity, and I completely bungled it. So now I'm going to cut this part out, but what company was it? Tusty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, tell me, like, kind of what industry it was in. Uh, in, like, finance. Okay. So bank. Okay. Uh, we'll just, yeah, we'll go, like, finance, okay. banking. What position did you apply for? It was, so, it wasn't a specific, I had, I applied for this company for a specific, for, for a specific position, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they said, they sent me an email and said, you know, we're not, we're going different in a different direction and but thank you for applying right so but they do on their website have a, a general one a general one where you can Jake. just turn in your so you just told me who it was uh-huh. i did the same thing yeah i applied for a specific one and didn't got declined and then i applied for the general one mm-hmm. i haven't gotten contacted <laughs> okay so you've done something right so far yeah, so okay. I so I get an email that's saying like we would like to, you know, speak with you. We've reviewed your resume. Yeah. We'd like to speak with you. Not really a formal interview. We just want to you know, gauge who you are like and a what, preliminary what, what interview. the interest could be with the company if, For sure. an, if there's a mutual interest there. We'll take things further. Yeah. So they schedule it for 8.30 on Tuesday. Uh-huh. And so this is already going to be my ninth day in a row working. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it was already super, just super tired. I got up at 7, thir- 7 in the morning and began reading about the company, trying to get myself like, you know, knowledgeable about what the company does, who they are, what their uh, what their ideology is, like what's their goals, blah, 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 right. blah. So I had all of this stuff in my mind and I was... And so they call me promptly at 8.30 and I'm walking around the outside, like just trying to stay away from Tucker in case he stops bark, starts barking. Oh, it was a phone like It was over the phone. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't in person. Okay. And it's with this, you know, recruiter Uh and it wasn't, so it wasn't anybody, anybody like, well, no, I mean it was formal. Right. It was formal. And dude, I just completely forgot what I was going to say. I, I just, I had, they, they started asking me about like, so they're like, what's your name? Like, where did you graduate? Like, what, did was, you your, what was your GPA? No, I answered okay. that. And they're like, what is the minimum amount of money you would accept? And I'm like, um, anything. Like, uh-huh. I was like, I don't have like a minimum. I'm just trying to get experience. Right. And, um, and they're like, well, our base is a lot of money. Uh-huh. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess whatever <laughs> the base is. Yeah. So, and then she's like, well. Tell me what your understanding is of our company and what we do here. Right. And I had all of this prepared stuff, like uh-huh. thinking in my mind, dude, and I couldn't think of it. Did you have it. notes? No. Jake. Absolutely. I I'm told you I was unprepared. <laughs> I was, I am not. I was. <laughs> what did you say? Fantastically unprepared. <laughs> what did you for say? This. I couldn't get anything out. Oh. I kept stumbling over myself and then I just stopped and I said, this isn't, I'm sorry. I go, I'm so sorry. I had all of this stuff prepared in my mind and I can't, I'm just drawing a complete blank. Oh, I go, I'm super, I go, no. I, I go, I'm just super nervous. I haven't really interviewed <laughs> in like years because I've been with the same company right. forever. Yep. And I go, I'm so sorry. And she's like, well, would you like to continue this conversation? And I said, I don't want to waste your time. <gasps> and um, so and she's like, well, Jake. if you, if you got to reach out for me and reach, if you want to reach out in the future, um, you know, we'd, you know, we'd like to speak with you or whatever. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, mm-hmm. thank you for the, thank you for your time. And I, I hung up, I was trying to be as polite as possible. And I emailed <laughs> the guy that set this up and I yeah. was like, I would like, you know, I said, you know, I'd like to thank you, the company and the person, the recruiter mm-hmm. for, um, you know, taking the time to reach out to me right. and give me this opportunity. 
Uh, I said I'd like to apologize for my performance. Like I just I explained how nervous That's I was. That's adorable. And and I said, <laughs> would and I go? You know, I, if you if it's if possible, can you forward my apology on to the the right, recruiter right. with her name with her name? And so and then they called me back, and they said like I just want to follow up because like we don't normally see people <laughs> apologize. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> so, uh, and, and they're like, well, if you would like to reschedule, like we could co- coach you a little bit and, you know, help you out. And, and Jake, um, they're literally just laying it out for you. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, no. So I've been too embarrassed to like to do anything further with it. I, I haven't decided what I'm going to do. Dude. I know. I need. I. Okay. I, so. Kylie is on my ass trying to get me to like reschedule with yeah, them. Yeah, you totally should. Um, I should I tell this? I don't even know if I can say th- how my week has gone after that. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it was top five most embarrassing moments of my life, dude. You, that you know they talked about you later. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh no. Yeah, and 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 Matt. So Matt also applied, applied there, with yeah. this company and like he actually got brought in for a face to face interview, right? So he must have done something really right. Right. And uh he was telling me like everybody that works there is like the most beautiful people ever. He's like mm-hmm. they're all like dressed to the nines. Yeah, oh yeah. All look like they graduated four from their respective institutions and like and or just yeah. like just just all fit people like, right, right? There's oh no, for there's sure nobody that looks like me working there and i just kept that in the back of my mind with how much money that they say their base is right and i'm just like dude they don't want me and as soon as i slipped up that first time everything just snowballed on me i'm like i've already screwed this up it doesn't matter like and i just it all You're, just oh, crumbled no. just crumbled so you could crush it maybe i know you can i don't know like i now i'm just all in my own head man well I know that I've seen you do like presentations in school and stuff. Um, and you, the big presentation that we had at the end of our senior year, you had wor- verbatim the words that you were going to say. And I said, dude, toss it and just talk about what you know. And you got up there and you crushed it. I think you just overthink these things. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I get it in my own head. But, dude, I totally get like, um, can I go? Yeah, go okay. for it. I totally get um, not interviewing. I haven't interviewed for a job in 10 years. It's the same length as me. It's been 10 years. So before I got to where I am now, I worked somewhere for three years. And then when I interviewed for the company that I'm with now, um, I knew that I could do the job. So it really wasn't an inter- interview. It was so informal to me. Mm-hmm. It was almost I, I, I interviewed the terminal manager that called me. So because what I was doing was I was leaving a full-time job to a part-time job okay. so that I can go to WCU and kind of just crush it and yeah. finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my father-in-law worked where I work now, and he was like, we need guys. Um, they'll hire you. It's essentially what he told me. So I kind of went in knowing that. Mm-hmm. So when I talked to the guy on the job, I was like, or on the phone, 
I just basically said, why should I leave my full-time job to come there? That's essentially what the interview was like. Um, and he was telling me, oh, we have benefits. We have pay time off for part-time. We pay this much. And I said, well, you're going to have to pay me more than that. And he's like, okay, we'll give you a dollar more. Like, So the last kind of interview was maybe five years ago, but it really wasn't an interview. It was kind of me knowing – because in the warehouse and even in the forklift or truck li- trucking industry, I know I'm good at it. Yeah. So it's not a big deal for mm-hmm. me. <coughs> But so in my job hunt, I, I work graveyard and I got to the point two weeks ago, I think after we, we last recorded, mm-hmm. I was done. I'm sick of not sleeping and I was just angry, really. Yeah. So I applied for like 30 jobs and I was just on LinkedIn and they have like easy apply mm-hmm. and you just click it and it just sends all your information. So I was just doing that to a ton of jobs. And one, the type of job that I know I would be great at other than like a historian or doing sure. history work yeah. would be like outreach or communications. Um, so those were the jobs that I was focusing yeah, on. Yeah, he would and, be really good at and that. And I had been focusing mostly on, thank you, um, like government, sure. local government, mm-hmm. federal government. Um, and I was just not getting contacted about anything. So I just said, okay, I'm going to look in the private sector. So what I did was on LinkedIn, when I typed in communications or outreach, marketing kept coming up. And I was like, well, I do like creating. I do like brainstorming. Mm-hmm. I do like kind of finding ways to to engage people wh- wh- in any way. So yeah. I thought maybe that marketing is something that I could do. So I applied for some marketing firms. And I got contacted by one. And then I got contacted by two. And then I got contacted by three. And so the first one, I so it's... Thursday, I had an interview Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday Mm -hmm. for two different, two different firms, technically. So I'll I'll explain. So the first one, I now haven't interviewed in 10 years. So I got, I went out and got like a nice tie and a shirt and new slacks and went all out. And so I get in there and it was the first interview with this first company, company A, we'll call them. Okay. Um, It was just kind of get to know you. And I'm going into in insecure because my degree is in history. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how can I explain to them that my degree and the skills that I have are beneficial to them? Yeah. So I'd been thinking about it for a while. So I go in there and I crush it. I crushed it. And I left and Jen was like, how'd it go? And I was like, I'm pretty sure they're going to call me back. And, um... She's like, great. Well, what's going on? So, dude, it it isn't marketing. It's like this. It's like sales, essentially. Okay. So what they do is they is they have this contract with companies, and then they have contracts with like box companies, and they say like, hey, if you bring your product to us, we'll get it inside of these stores, and basically what they're gonna have you do is stand in the stores and sell those products. Oof. Sounds like a disaster. On top of that, they're like, yeah, it's like 16 to $18 an hour. Well, I make like $6 more than that right now, mm-hmm. just driving a forklift. So I was like, I came home. I felt great about it. I knew I did well, mm-hmm. um, but I knew that I had to ask for more money because I can't take that much of a hit Yeah, with everything I have going on. So they call me back and they're like, hey, we loved you. Can you come in tomorrow for like an official interview? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I'm thinking I'm going to ask for more money. I'm, I just can't. I can't do mm-hmm. it. So 
and a lot of these private sector jobs don't tell you the money up front. So in the meantime, on Tuesday, I get a I get contacted by two other marketing firms, and they want me to interview on Wednesday. And now that I've had this experience and kind of know what this marketing firm wants me to do as far as like um, <clears throat> start in the store, I asked the other place, "Is this more marketing focused?" And they were like, "Yes." And I was like, "Not sales." And they're like, "No." And I was like, "Perfect. I'll come in on Wednesday." All of these jobs are in Beaverton, mind you. That's a bit of a drive. So I drive out on Tuesday for my second interview with Company A, and it's a double interview. And there's this guy in there, me and this other guy, and we sit down. And that's a bit odd. It is a little. It was a little odd. Um, I crushed it again, really? dude. I just like I made this guy look terrible, dude. I felt so bad because everything I said. She was about to ask a question for. So uh, she's like, why do you think the A, B, or C? And then I would say it, and then I would end it with something. Mm-hmm. And then she'd be like, that was my next question. And then she turned to the guy and was like, since Jeff already asked, answered that question, wh- could you could you to please tell me A, B, or C? And I just cr- knocked it out of the park. But then she gets to like the finances of everything, and she's like, so essentially it's like a $12 an hour, and then it actually bumps up to like 16 or 18 with the commission that you make from blah, 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 blah. And Wait, I think commission? Like from the sales when you're doing but the- But she said that was marketing. This is a different one. This oh, is company A. Okay. Yeah, so I'm thinking like $12 an hour, and then based on how hard I work, then I could get it up a little higher. And then she told me this whole spiel about, you know, um, we have to- our comp- our 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 businesses that we work for they expect us to you know to have a good turnaround and and to market their their products super fast so what we do opposed to like a 5 or 6 year um training what we do is we condense our training into one year so yes you'll start out in a store but then you could be an uh, account executive at the end of the year and blah 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 blah, blah. oh that just sounds like a ponzi scheme right so she's telling me all that and i'm like i'm out like yeah. I'm, no, I've already no, no, checked no, no. out, but I'm gonna practice like I want this job. Sure. So she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, offer it to three people. Um, hopefully I, you know, hopefully you guys hear back from me. Blah blah blah. So have a good day. So we both leave. Me and this guy, and uh, he, we're walking out together, and he's like, Hey man, good luck. I looked at him and said, I'm not taking that job, and he's like, Me neither. And I was like, Dude, I, I cannot take that pay cut. And he's like, Me neither. I can't do it. So we both like we're just mm-hmm. we're both like in there almost not competing but yeah. you know trying to give the best answer and he's giving a good answer I'm like dang I gotta give a better answer than that even though we both know at the end we're both not taking it that's so, so funny company so then they call me back the next night and offer me the job and I declined it because I can't take that pay cut I go to job B interview on Wednesday this is the one that says it's more marketing yes focused. okay get in there. Sit down with the guy, and he he says this to me, and it was a little pretentious and kind of bothered me, but he was kind of like laughing about it. So I I really just had to call you in, and like I was super curious. You know, your degrees in history. Like, what is it about history that makes you think that you could work in marketing? What? And I was like, so I you brought me in because you were curious. Yes. About how about what I would say? Uh, essentially. Oh, I would have got up and walked. Dude, out. I said, um. I, I said, uh, well, there are a lot of skills that I've gained from history that I guarantee they don't give you in marketing programs that I know would be an asset to any company. 
That's such a good response. <laughs> did, he, did he ask you to elaborate? Yeah. And then I told him, I said, you know, quantitative, qualitative data and condensing data and being able to um, identify underrepresented um, c- communities, Demo- demographics, demographics yeah. and how to reach out to them. And like, I just understand people. And I, I just laid it down on him. And then he was like, okay, well, h- let me tell you a little about our company. So what we do is we have like contracts with um, our businesses and we have contracts with big box stores. And what we'll do is because of our demands, we'll start you off at the bottom and we'll put you in a store where you're selling the products. And she, he's saying verbatim what the other job said to me. But they brought you in to be marketing. Right. But you, we believe that everybody needs to start at the bottom and then eventually become an account manager. Verbatim, Jake, saying exactly what the other marketing company said to me. Are they part of the same company? No. Oh. It was so weird. So he's reciting this thing that I've just heard for the last two days. And now I'm reciting my exact responses that I've just given for the last two days with company A. He's like, I'm going to pick two guys at the end of the day for the job. Um, and if I give you a call back, you know, you know you've had the job. Um, if we have it and we don't select you, we'll send you an email and let you know. I said, perfect. I, I walked out. I had a second interview for another marketing firm right after that. Mm-hmm. I just went home. I didn't even go to it. Because if that's the kind of, like, all just these shady little marketing companies, dude. Yeah. So That's, dude, when you sent me... They're sketchy. You sent that text message to me yesterday. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, they were sketchy. And I was like, huh, I wonder how they were sketchy. That's sketchy as shit. So (laughs) I was just I felt uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, that's greasy. So I leave and I get home and they call me and offer me the job. At least, you know, you crush it. (laughs) uh, I said, nah, man, I can't. I can't do it. So also when I get home, so I get home from that interview and I take a nap. I wake up and I. My phone doesn't send me my voicemails. I don't know why, but if I open my voicemail app, they're in there. It's mm. not good, especially when I'm looking for a job. So yeah, I've been getting that too. Like, uh, do you have Outlook? Is that where you use? Is that no. Oh, okay. It's just through Sprint, I guess, and it's okay. a Sprint voicemail app. It's crap. Oh, voicemail um, app. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I just opened it for some reason. Oh, because I'd missed a call. It was from one of the job interviews that mm-hmm. I no, it was from the one that I skipped. They're probably wondering oh, where I am. Were, yeah. So then I looked to see if I had a voicemail from him. I did, but I also had another voicemail from that morning, and it was a competitive trucking company that I work competitive to where I work now. Mm-hmm. And I had applied for a job um, with this other competitor trucking company just to see if I could get anything back because. I know that I know that industry to the point where, like I told you, when I applied for or an interviewed for this job, it wasn't really an interview for me. It was me interviewing them. Sure. So I, I know that I can go into that kind of job and mm-hmm. just crush it. Plus, I've just practiced for these marketing positions. So I know how to sell myself and what my degree can actually do in different positions. OK. So I'd done like a prelim with the trucking company. And now this was the hiring manager i think so he interviews me and uh i crushed it really (laughs) yeah i don't know he's he the thing is though is he asked how much i expected and i told him that it was more than i make now because i make good money right now just Mm -hmm. driving a forklift um 
and my job I think pays more than most trucking companies for what I do. Okay. So when he heard that, he was like, "Well, do they pay your benefits?" I said, "Well, I don't need benefits because my wife works for the government." And like he's trying to like mm-hmm. find a way to like bring my wage down. Yeah. And I was like, "That's my bar, man." Um and he was like, "You know what? Like I'm going to see what we can do. I have other interviews to do, but you're at the top of my list." And I was like, "Okay, awesome." Um so I could leave where I am now. Um, if they offer me more money, mm-hmm. obviously, yeah. but <sighs> do they work? Is it nights? It is. It's the same schedule, uh-huh. um, which works, I guess, if I'm going to be interviewing for more. So what I've decided is I hate marketing mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and this has been a good experience for me because now I know what I don't like. I know what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. I have great answers to kind of the general interview questions now. Um, but also, I know that I have a good job that pays me well right now. So I can kind of, that's, you know, it's something that I can fall back on for now. Sure. So what I've shifted towards and what I started doing again is really applying for government jobs again. Yeah. Um, community outreach, uh, communications, um, two historian positions for federal positions, and then uh, park ranger position. Okay. Um, yeah. It, are those on uh, government jobs? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yes, I've done government jobs, but also USA jobs. Yeah, I was gonna say the the USA jobs. That was the um, the historian positions yep. with like the Department of the Air Force and yep. stuff like that. Yep. yep. I applied for that back in early June. Still early July. Still haven't heard from. Right. Them. So yeah. Um. So I've applied for those, and now I can just focus on those. Mm-hmm. And denials from those feels a little better than if I were to get denied by these greasy marketing companies. Sure, definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why we're recording today because we both have had a week. Just just a week. Yeah. It's been a week. All right. Yeah. Um, what do you have for me today? Well, I was thinking about, um, <clears throat> well, there is a lot going on politically in our country. Right now. I got a big midterm election coming up. And I've been kind of looking at what's, you know, what's going on. You you hear one side of the media saying that there's this expected big blue wave that's going to be coming and blowing the Republicans out of the Uh House of Representatives. And then you have other sides of the media saying, like, this is overblown. It's not, it's really, it's hard to unseat incumbents. Right. And therefore... Don't expect this major blue wave. Mm-hmm. Will the Repub- I think most sides are bracing that the Republicans at minimum are going to lose seats, uh-huh. but will they lose their majority? I think that's a big question. Okay. It just kinda, it's going to come down to voter turnout, which there is big pushes. For, for the Senate and the House? For Yeah, for the Senate and the House. But unfortunately, I don't think that – I don't know about unfortunately, but I don't believe the Democrats are going to take the House. I think they might take the House. They're not going to get the Senate. Okay. They're not going to get the Senate – Specifically because there are more Democratic incumbents up for re-election in this midterm uh-huh. than there are in than there are Republicans. Right. So th- they would have the Republicans would have to lose like every seat that they're up for re-election. That's up for re-election. Right. In order f- and Democrats would have to hold all of theirs and win mm-hmm. pretty much all of the all of the Republican incumbent elect like all the re- beat all the Republican incumbents mm-hmm. in order to, to get to the ma- the uh, Democratic majority in the Senate. Do you know the split right now? It's, uh, I think it's plus four Republicans. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, um, and then I don't, I don't know what the split is in the house, but it's, yeah. it's, I mean, there's 435 representatives. Yeah. I don't know what the, hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, 
fairly large majority for Republicans okay. in the House. Okay. It's a it's it's a wider margin, wider percentage margin mm-hmm. in the House than it is in the um, Senate. Right. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and we had a we had a big, um, you know, primary election. I know a lot of people who probably listen and were uh, acquainted with who were a part of this, you know, campaign between Herrera Butler and. Oh, you Carolyn mean here Long. in Washington? Yeah, and here right. in Washington, that primary was close. Right, that's the closest Herrera Butler has been mm-hmm. to a uh, challenger for sure. So she's won by over twenty, sometimes thirty percent mm-hmm. in the last few mm-hmm. elections. So the fact that Carolyn Long was able to keep it within four percentage points right. in a primary is huge, right? Um, and especially, but the so it'll it'll be interesting what happens in November. I I'm excited to watch it. It will. It, it's it's going to be really be cool. fun. And yeah. Herrera Butler is going to you know actually she's going to have to finally campaign for once. Well, and I like that. I like that it's close mm-hmm. because now it 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 forces both parties to kind of and both people to kind of step it up and show why why them yeah which i i appreciate and i, For sure. I like that yeah no and and i'm excited but there's one thing that is really starting to concern me a little bit okay. and, and i'm seeing this um trends okay and i'm a de- because i was really on the tea party way when it happened back in 2010 right and i was pretty close with that i went to tea i went to a tea party rally i mm-hmm. was went to the i was going to the republican headquarters in clark county mm-hmm. and volunteering and um you see a lot of the same rhetoric starting to creep up in the democratic party as they're rising up to challenge a, dem- a completely republican majority in all three in both chambers of the of the legislature and you know obviously the executive branch being controlled by the same party mm-hmm now that you're seeing because that was this that was that was the environment that the tea party was challenging in 2010 right was democratic controlled house senate and then a democratic a democrat mm-hmm. president mm-hmm. so to get the base really riled up the tea party became co-opted by these you know more of a radical right and right. that's just become worse and worse and worse over the t- over the last you know half decade yeah the Democrats, I, I fear, are doing the same pivot to the you know to the pole of the political spectrum on their on their side. Right, and you see that with the the election of um, Ocasio Cortez, right. and that, and then also you have the, um, but th- throughout the throughout the campaigns, there has there was fifteen demo people who self identify as democratic socialist in their. At, you know, they identify their political party as like democratic socialist in the primaries. Yeah, in yeah in the in these primaries right now. Okay, there are there was fifteen throughout the United States. There was fifteen self-identified democratic socialists right. running for office, which is the highest of of any per, of any particular, um, the highest it's ever been in the United States electorate. Right. So my gripe with the democratic socialists. Is one they miss they miss they misinterpret them they miss they misidentify themselves based on the definition of what socialism is okay. and isn't. They're I'm I may I'm completely open to being corrected, but I haven't seen a single politician mm-hmm. who calls themselves a democratic socialist call actually argue for the state to control the means of production which is essential for it to be a socialist economy okay the it, the only way you can have socialism is if there is a state controlled means of production right 
I haven't seen not even Bernie Sanders, who was right. like the first to bring democratic socialism into the American political, mm-hmm. uh, you know, rhetoric and political political discussion, has has argued for that. Right. Really, what they're arguing for is what's called social democracy, which has been around since the 1930s. It okay. entered it entered under FDR in the 1930s with you know Keynesian economic right uh, strategies. But I did come across an article. It's like the Jacobin. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a very left-leaning publication, and they, um, for the first time, I did read that the um, f- actually for the ar- somebody actually arguing for the democratic takeover, like the actual like state takeover of the means of production, workers become united, in uh-huh. a Demo- and so it's their argument is that there should be this united. All workers, all the right. workers in the U.S. in the United States, mm-hmm. has they vote democratically mm-hmm. to decide what they're go- what's going to be made, what is going to be you know where are we going to allocate our resources, mm-hmm. how much time is going to be put into doing that, and my argument is is like when has that ever worked right in history? That's everybody's argument for sh- for sure. <laughs> so you said you had some. I want to hear what your. I'm just preface. I'm just going to. Yeah, I'm just yeah, prefacing yeah. Throwing it out there. What is you said? You had read some. You read some stuff. Yeah. That pushing back against traditional Democratic Party right norms. Right. So, what I'll say as far as that Democratic Socialism and identifying as that, I think the socialism is um, healthcare, education, um, and there's something else. I think. But those are the main two. Okay. They're trying to socialize those things in a way, in a form. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that they mean giving the state control of production and which is not the then economy. which is then not socialist. I understand They're their that. own worst enemy. I understand that, but you, Jake, are very literal, and but you, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that you are properly defining it, but I think that in the polarization of both sides. It's, you know, democratic socialism. That sounds, it's, it sounds good, but it also sounds bad. I mean, if you're going to go by the definition. Then what else do we have if we don't have those definitions? Right. I agree. But I think that in this climate, that's attractive. So you look at the president now and all these things. He advocated for universal health care. And he completely reversed on that and hasn't talked about it and won't but when he was running he was saying that that's something he was going to do for the people and they they tried they just couldn't get anything passed right because it was crap right it was not done well so i just think that to counter this huge red wave and to come in with that blue wave that is a term that people are saying like this is my i think it's a reactionary counter to to sure. what is happening. Well, it is. Um, but what I was going to say, my big idea, regardless of how you identify this democratic socialism, wh- however you want to term it or uh, define it, um, I like the idea of, I think it's a deviation from the Democratic Party. I, I think that there is an element or a sense in the climate and culture of people who are just over the traditional um, just 
systemic Democrats. They just want to shift away from it. That's what exactly what the Tea Party said about Republicans that they labeled rhinos. Yeah. And that's how we ended up right. with, with the Republican Party that we right. have under Trump. That's how I, we ended up with Trumpism. And I think that's exactly what's happening. And the argument and it scares the crap out of me. The argument that I saw was that it's this is a good thing. No, I, I disagree. I know that. But I'm saying so the argument was that this is a good thing because like say so Bernie Sanders has been I, I believe he's been running under independent in Vermont. Yes. He could never do that on the national stage. No. Because it's a two party system. Mm-hmm. So he had to identify with the Democrats. Democrats. Yeah. So the argument was that under this new democratic socialist title, mm-hmm. you're creating a third thing that can be identified. And the more numbers that that gets, the more challenge to just this binary extreme that the system has now. So no, it, I th- what that's the theory, right? Right, that's right. What you hope? I'm just explaining what I read. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not saying. Like, yeah, that's what you hope happens. Right. But what ends up happening is you get these extremes that take that get hold in the Democratic Party and then enslave the Democratic middle. Right. Because that's what happened with the Republicans. Okay. Well, and so the uh, also with uh, the arguments that I've read were that you know so Bernie has this independent title that he runs under. And then he has to run a, as a Democrat in order to even be mentioned. And then when he gets, you know, he's, what was it? I'm trying to remember the article now. But essentially, it was saying that he, by con- always running independent and ha- kind of being forced to run under the Democratic title. And then getting screwed out of the nomination. He then flips and says, vote for the Democrat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that that seeing that for people who were diehard Bernie supporters and and liked the idea of somebody who identified as something other than red or blue, mm-hmm. then getting screwed over, then saying, OK, well, yeah, just vote Democrat. I think that that has created I, I agree in what you're saying as far as the Tea Party. From what you've explained, it sounds very similar on this other side. But I think it's interesting because I don't know enough about what, what you've said mm-hmm. you've seen. But, yeah, it does sound like that's the arguments and the ideas of this blue wave or this new identifier for well, politics. They're, look, they're looking to – I mean, ultimately, we have a two-party system in right. the United States. I don't believe that that will ever change. Okay. And I, th- I think the parties and what they identify f- with and what they stand for – can shift. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously they have, they have yeah. throughout the you know 150, 200 years that they've been parties. Right. But I think uh, I I just don't think you're ever going to have a, a legit thirty a third party in right. this. In this. Okay. In you're this. So what what ends up happening is that like it you know the the party will 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 change. The right. party will shift. You'll have a redefinition of what the party is. That's what the right. Republican Party is happening right now. We're, I mean, it's tearing itself apart mm-hmm. about being whether it's going to now be the party of Trumpism right. or it's going to be the party of, you know, fiscal conservatism uh-huh. with, you know, a more far-reaching prohibitive military, you know, kind of uh foreign policy. Right. Versus the Democrats, which have been a little bit more, you know, higher taxation, a little bit more liberal spending. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
and then but very similar ideology in terms of how to you know, America projects itself internationally. Right. You, I think you're seeing complete attacks now on both of those established I norms. I agree. And they're going to redefine themselves. The Republican Party is redefined. It's pretty much redefined itself. It's gone through that process. Right. It's almost not turning back at this point. Right. The Democratic Party is now... Now it's doing that. It's, I agree. It's had its come to Jesus moment, and now you're it's being pulled apart. Right. In where does it leave that fifty percent of the country, yeah. if not more, that identifies somewhere in the middle? No, that's exactly what. And that's why I'm so afraid. Like, I I can't identify with the democratic socialists. I fundamentally right. disagree with that kind of what uh, the the definition of the in, uh, democratic socialism in the that article that Jacob and our article, right. like I fundamentally disagree. Yes. With that. I, I understand that. But do you fundamentally disagree with the policy and ideas that they're saying, regardless of title with, with Keynesian economics? No. Okay. I don't. Okay. As a, as a generality, no, I do not <laughs> disagree with Keynesian economics. Okay. So what I was going to say is that I think that this new title is attractive and to the young new inspired generations that are interested in politics completely disagree with the administration and the Republican Party today those terms like democratic socialism that they aren't defining the way that we do that's that is it's just eye candy for them or ear candy. It's like, oh, that sounds good. Let's do that. Um, they're not defining it the way that and it that's traditionally irrespo- is. That's irresponsible. It is. But to run under that, if it's going to get you votes, they're going to shift it and they're going to do it. And that's and that we and we have the we have the obligation to call that out for sure. Well, what's interesting is when. So how did Bernie identify himself when he said it? He called himself a democratic socialist. Right. That is where it comes from. Now, Bernie, when he said that, got completely criticized because of the traditional definition. Yes. Everyone's like, dude, he wants us to become a socialist country. And he said, no, this is what I mean. And then he explained it. Yes. Everybody. Which means social democracy. Right. And I think he corrected himself and said that. I don't remember that. Yeah. But I remember others writing about it saying, no, no, no. What he means is social democracy. Okay. Well, his underling, uh, Ocasio-Cortez, who worked on his campaign in in this running for a house, you know, for a uh, house representative seat, calls herself a democratic socialist. So obviously there's still some. Yes. He he may have walked it back a little bit for political reasons. Yes. But I still think that that term is still very much alive in the minds of, of him and his followers. I agree. I think the term. But I do not think that they mean it traditionally. And even when Bernie was attacked by it, and the articles I've read, because I, I remember like being like, oh, crap, what does that mean? And then everyone's like, no, 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 he means a social democracy. Right? Dem- yeah. yeah. Then, why, then just call it social democracy. Right. They could. But I think the cat's out of the bag now. And because everyone who, I think, you know, there was this huge grassroots movement throughout our country that were really identifying with Bernie and what Bernie was saying and what Bernie wanted to do. Sure. There's a lot of this there's a lot of dissatisfaction with our political system. Right. Especially and then you look at the way that the Democratic Party went in that election cycle. I think a lot of people were not happy. It's very similar to you have to uh, 
President Obama and uh, Senator McCain, mm-hmm. that election, mm-hmm. where you have a guy, John McCain, running on his predecessor's platform. Right. He was very running, very much running on a George, on George W. Bush's platform mm-hmm. versus an, a guy who President Obama in his early years was very populist. Mm-hmm. He was promising a lot of things, a lot For of sure. fundamental change because there's a lot of dissatisfaction. We're coming at we're in the middle of a recession. Mm-hmm. A lot of people mad that you know they're being underrepresented or they're being marginalized in their own society. Yes. He was very very attractive to that. Yes. And it just completely got obliterated. And that complete that started in motion the change and the fundamental change of the Republican Party. Oh, what does it mean to be a Republican? Right. And you're seeing that and and it it, it paralleled exactly to um to what ha- I not exactly parallel, but right. it was a parallel to what happened with Hillary Clinton is that you have a an like an older uh-huh. candidate running on its pred- on on her predecessor's um, platform, right? A, a president who was still more obviously more popular than George W. Bush yes. was when in two thousand eight, yeah. But was um, obviously not very popular and completely vilified by the Republican mm-hmm. Party, and was just not cat was was not did not capture the imagination yeah. of young people. Okay, this is what I'm thinking. I hope I can articulate this the way that I'm thinking. About okay, it. so. You had George Bush and you had McCain kind of mirroring how that administration had ran. Mm -hmm. But you had Barack Obama promising change. Yes. And it very much ended up the same way like every other Democratic president. Okay. So flip side, you have Hillary Clinton kind of advocating like things are going to stay the same Mm -hmm. kind of as they did under the Obama administration. Mm -hmm. But what was Donald Trump saying? Change. Yes. Extreme change. Yes. We're going to change everything. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, you have these democratic socialists who are saying things are not going to be the same. We're going to change. Which is why Trump made the proclamation that he felt like he could get a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters to vote for For him. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be, su- well, I would be surprised if there were a lot of those who did that. But I think that now... There's maybe that's maybe that's where we are is just this continuous argument or um, advocacy for change. Yeah. No longer will saying that you're going to keep the status quo or 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 reiterate kind of the things that have been said. That won't work. You have to say that there's change. So instead of saying I identify as a Democrat, your change is you're saying you're a democratic socialist. It's kind of an extreme change by definition. There is some socialist programs that they want to um, start. But I think that by putting that term on it, it seems like more of an extreme change than where we are in this binary system. Sure. I, I'm just, I, just I, no, thinking no, no, out loud. Yeah, I know. I, I, I get what you're saying. Right. I think that that is just a bad way of going about it um okay but but what if what if the republican party was doing the same thing i know you would disagree with it regardless of okay so the republican party comes up with some okay let's just say patriot prayer okay right became an actual like branch of the republican party right super radical yeah want to return to some they want to define the Constitution as something that it's it's not, right? Okay. okay, so that would be something more in line with them. Say mm-hmm. they want to they want to 
they want to come up with a term mm-hmm. that means something that blends Christianity with some f- like some fundamental fundamentalism in Christianity and fundamentalism and what it means to be an American constitutionalist. Okay. And they're completely off in their definition, right? right. Like what they're calling themselves uh-huh. doesn't actually fit their message. Right. I can't like I would call that out too. Like that's right. ridiculous. But okay, so but in the I know you would, and I'm, oh, I didn't mean to imply that you wouldn't. I know you that you would. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I think the great example is is when you were saying um, you're you have yet to hear anybody argue for the state to take control. You found one article. Yes. So. Well, publication, they posted a lot of different stuff about it. but yeah. Okay. So what I was saying is um, earlier about Bernie saying identifying as that, and then I looked into it, and everyone's like, no, he means a social demo- mm-hmm. democracy. Yes. So people today are looking into, oh, what's democratic socialism? All the articles you look at, they say, well, at least when I looked, mm-hmm. it said, no, 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 what that really means is uh, social democracy. Okay. If they really dig, they'll find the the definition that the true definition, and they'll find one article in the Jacobin that is advocating for the true definition. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. So the information isn't there if if somebody identifies as a democratic socialist and they go to look it up. Like, I okay, that sounds interesting. That sounds different than democratic republican. I want to see what that means and then they look into it and it says well we don't really mean that what we mean is a democratic uh or a socialist was it democratic socialist yes yes no 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 no. no. Oh, social democracy social democracy there okay. you go so when they look up and that's the definition that's mm-hmm. given yes ignore the title this is actually the definition people are going to start identifying as that because that's all the information that's out there so maybe the definition is changing. Of socialism? <laughs> I just said that. Karl Marx just rolled over in his grave. I mean, I just like, no, like you, you can't just go and redefine what socialism means when the key tenant <laughs> to socialism is state-controlled command economy. I just said that to troll you. Uh, and it did a good, you did a good job. No, it's it's just you can't redefine socialism when the fundamental definition of yes, what socialism Jake. is is a state-controlled command economy. You can't just all of a sudden say we're going to take social democracy, which is still fr- which is still market economy, right? And then say we're going to call it socialist, but it's not really actually socialist because we don't mean that it it is a state-controlled economy. Okay, so. We'll have to look this up, but I wonder who's defining it in those articles. I wonder if it's. Um, I have the definitions of social. No, no, no. I mean, like the in the articles, like say, say you're you're interested in becoming politically involved, but you don't. You're you're hearing this democratic socialist term, and you want to look it up. Um, who's defining it in the media? Who's writing about it and saying, no, 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 no what we mean is um, social democracy. Because that, I would imagine, and that's what I did when they Bernie brought it up. They branded themselves democratic socialists. Yes, now, because that's what, because Bernie did it, and when Bernie did it, there everybody said, no, 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 that's not really what he means. He means social democracy. Then he, then, so I, question then, the, then I question the man's viability for president if he can't <laughs> get his own definition straight. Right. You're a U.S. senator. Well, he technically has been running as independent, but he can't say that either, because if he does... 
he'll get completely ignored. So yeah, well, y- yeah, Trump could have ran as an independent too, but he had to run as a Republican. Exactly. So, but he didn't run as a uh, a a I don't know. I think it's populism. That's what it is. Wh- they're running on a populist Ooh. platform. Yes, they are. They're running on a populist platform. Why they're do you selling, say that? Because they're selling people a bill of goods that's not real. Why do you say that? Because they're saying it's socialism. I don't think that they're saying that it's socialism, Jake. They call themselves socialists. Yes. So by definition, it's socialism. But I don't think they're defining it as socialism. Well, we'll see. Because <laughs> okay, honest. All right, Tea Party. Yes. Started as a, sp- it started as a spontaneous reaction to bad trends. Okay. The mark the market was stagnant. It was stagnant for two years under Obama. Mm-hmm. Nothing had changed. We saw all of this massive spending bills, the omnibus bill, um, which was passed by the Obama administration. You had the bailout package, which was spent mm-hmm. by Bush administration. You had a bunch of dissatisfied, Amer- uh, you know, blue collar workers in the right. United States who responded, who were reacting to spontaneously to bad trends. Okay, they were are, they were doing the exact. They were argu- honestly doing the, a lot of the exact same things that these democratic socialisms, democratic socialists are doing now in terms of like the early candidates mm-hmm. we're saying like well okay we, we're not ra- we're not as radical as we're saying we're trying to be. we're not trying to actually bring it back to um yes. fundamental you know, original um you know we're not trying to we're not trying to bring it back to as fundamentalism as we're sounding we just need this because it ra- it gets the rallying cry well what yes. happens when you get that rallying cry you get the crazies and then they co-opt your that's message that's going to happen that's going to happen I yes. agree. Okay, so you're setting yourself up to be co-opted. When you call yourself a socialist, all okay. of a sudden you're not actually adhering to those to those right. definition to that right. actual definition. You're setting yourself to be co-opted by even further people on the left. Yes, I agree. That's, I think that's fair. That is my fear with okay. this. Okay. Call yourself what you are because when you define yourself as something, right. that's what you're setting yourself up as. So you you're need, such a baller. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> call yourself a social. Perfect. Call yourself a democratic like, social. I believe in social democratic Keynesian economic policies. That taxation. You think somebody's gonna say that? <laughs> There's no way. Why not? Because people because are stupid. The Ameri- I do not believe that the, Ameri- the average American person is patronat- patronat- patronatically stupid. Okay. That's awful. What did I say? <laughs> um. Patronatically. Stupid. Okay. I think that's right. Okay. I don't believe they're inherently stupid. Okay. Okay. But the media sure treats them like they For are. For sure. Just call yourself what you are. Define it, and then we, and have a media that allows that dialogue to happen. And unfortunately, we 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 live in ten second sound bites. Yes. But oh, I'm so glad you said that because I think that that's where podcasts and long form media comes in to have those long dialogues it's unfortunate that we can't have an hour long conversation between you know an hour long conversation on just simply defining uh democratic socialism on fox or cnn Mm -hmm. because then it's a long thought out argued cited you know what I mean? Conversation that's had. It is those quick sound bites. Yeah. I believe if you if you had a show that did that, that presented the sides of arguments that were that were rational, right, and well researched, and you you presented that to the American people, I believe they will tune they would tune in. I think so too, because you look at 
you look at podcasts that do that long form. You look at guys who are not afraid to tour the country and just have lectures about these ideas and arguing multiple sides and and having intellectual conversations. These people are making millions of dollars just on the idea of long-form conversation. I agree. I think that that show would be successful, but I think it's I think that it's it all comes down to our conversation about memes. It's just easier to condense your ideas and thoughts into one quick 3-minute soundbite or one quick photo that you can share and make your argument. But that doesn't I'm not saying that that does that means that people wouldn't be interested in in a in a show or in a program that explored these in-depth complicated and complex issues. Um I, we just don't have that in the mainstream media. And so when you turn on your TV, you don't have two intellects sitting there arguing in depth and, you know, going at it to really define things and really explore ideas. Um, and if you do, you can't rewatch it or start it over unless you have DVR. That's why I'm such a fan of podcasts mm-hmm. because you ha- you can look up a topic that is debated by intelligent people and you can listen to it and you may not agree with everything of it but there is that conversation had Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so i mean i just think with that i agree with the media it's just not that's not a conversation that's had and if it is it's in you have people shouting over each other to try to make their point definitely and then you have to cut to a commercial break yeah and then come back and try to shout over each other again Mm -hmm. it's never gonna work no i just wonder if that's in the inherent flaw with um basically a content driven uh content driven uh well sorry ratings driven content yes and um and then consumer paid you know uh, consumer or (laughs) advertised paid um like sponsorships for shows yes and where you're not you're never going to get the kind of stuff that we need to further our society yes I think we're all we're going to constantly be bogged down, right. and and in and, and unfortunately, this the squeak like it's you know, such an you know old adage, but mm-hmm. you know the squeak wheel gets to grease, and right. you keep seeing these, the poles just keep just keep separating right. people more and more, and when you define yourself as a socialist in the United in the political culture of the United States, I I got into an argument on fa- I mean I'm I'm a Facebook crusader, <laughs> we know this about me, I can't stop, but. I, when I went on to try to pose that question to people who called themselves democratic socialists, Uh-oh. I said, what you don't, what you guys don't understand in, in like, well, the American people just need to be better. They need to understand that it's not actual socialism, that socialism just gets branded in a certain way in the United States and it's constantly vilified. It's like, well, okay, that's the reality though. So when you call yourself a socialist, mm-hmm. you have to accept that, that the amount of pushback that's going to come. Well, and the definition that. that comes with that word. Yes. 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 I agree. How'd that go for you? It went absolutely awful. <laughs> this uh, one person, this one person, I kept saying, like, literally, I kept defining the difference between social democracy and some democratic socialism. Uh-huh. And the person kept saying, well, she kept calling me. She's like, your practice in pedantry is ju- is in, which is um, arguing, of arguing differences between like terms mm-hmm. which is the definition of pedantry. that's what i was making that's the point i was making not that i agree but that's how it's viewed yes. as like terms yes they're yeah. saying she, like she kept saying like i'm like this pedantrist yes and i'm ar- i'm like well no i'm not I, I am not practicing pedantry because they're 
they're not social democracy and democratic socialism are not within the same domain sem- semantic domain because right. there is a fundamental difference between the two of them for sure that's not how it's being interpreted which is being. wrong it is and i Just think wrong. i think you made yeah. an excellent point about being afraid and why you're afraid um, because I'm a Republican and I voted Democrat in the last election. Shame on and you. I'm, and I'm hoping because the Democrats are going to miss a key opportunity here. Okay, you can complain all you want that in the that in the American context, socialism is constantly vilified right. without people actually even understanding what it is and what it isn't. Mm-hmm. That's you can make you can make it and why not all you want about that. It's not going to get you wins. Right. So you're going to miss a key, even if you're not actually socialist. Let's Kay. just look at this as a political strategist. As a political strategist, okay, you can call yourself a s- socialist all you want. Mm-hmm. That may not, may or may not be what you actually are. Mm-hmm. Just going off of your, your ar- like the argument that you posed mm-hmm. that they're not actually socialists. They're just right. calling themselves socialists because that it drums up support for sure. amongst their small percentage of base. It get, it, yes. it gets the people out to vote for them in primaries. Yes, but in a general election, they're going to lose okay. because socialism does. Does is not going to sell to the American people, right? Especially not right now. Socialism, no, but they're not going to go out there and preach socialism. They're going to preach change. It's a non-starter in the pl- in American political culture. It, what it is? is the word socialism? It's a non-starter. Right, but if they're getting in through these primaries through that identifier, they got through Democratic primaries. Yes, but they can so they can get through those Democratic primaries. And they in could, very liberal districts, and they can go to, they can move on and say, no, 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 I don't actually mean socialism. I mean, we saw Bernie Sanders do it. Oh, I don't actually, I'm, I'm, I'm Trump. I don't actually mean we, we vilify yeah. Trump for doing the exact same thing. Let me ask you something. So, in these definitions, is what you're advocating for is people to say what they mean? Yes, exactly. <laughs> say what you are. Yeah. If you're socialist, you're socialist. We can have a dialogue about that. Right. But I can't have a dialogue with you if you're not willing to call yourself what you are. Right. Because I can't trust that you actually know what you are. <laughs> like if you're social, if you're arguing for social democratic policies, right. and you're calling yourself a socialist. Yes. I-, I can't have a conversation with you. Right. You also cannot have these conversations on Facebook, Jake. I try. <laughs> I was trying to be really, really like civil. I know you were. I was trying. I was being incredibly civil, and they kept they kept saying like, "Oh, your 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 pedantry would be." They kept using the word pedantry. Like, get a bigger thesaurus. Yeah. But like, would <laughs> oh, it's like she got stuck on this one word that she probably heard like at the coffee shop the oh, day before, and she's like, "I'm just going to use this to get this like plebeian conservative." <laughs> like, I, I get called like, yeah, I get called a conservative by these people, and then I get called a liberal when I go on like ask conservative them to come sites. on our podcast. Yeah, I should. I mean, if you have some, if you have a gripe with somebody. You're not going to get through to them on these blips <laughs> through Facebook. I write out essays. I know you do, <laughs> but they don't. I know. So let's have that long-form conversation. Okay. It would be interesting to have somebody who identifies as that or who is advocating or fighting for that. Okay. If there's someone who if there's someone that listens that we know mm-hmm. or you're in the you're in the uh, Vancouver Portland area. Yeah. Please hit us up on social media. I would love to have you on if you if you identify as a social demo- democrat, right? Or not a social? As I a, don't know as if a, we're going to get that after democratic the socialist. passion you just went through. No, I will be I will be civil. <laughs> I have no reason to not be I know, civil. I know, I know. I will be civil, and I would love to have a conversation. Right? Because I want. I, if I'm wrong, right? If I'm wrong, and you can come on here and show me that I'm wrong for sure. I I would love to be proven. I've wrong. seen it. 
I've because, seen you so, take that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. No, I'll, I'll t- I will take I will take <coughs> the fact that I'm wrong. Right. I don't think I am. Right. But I'm open to new information. Well, and it would also be interesting to see, you know, the the thought process behind that. And oh, for sure. I if, mean, I, if any of the arguments we've made are true to kind of how their thought process definitely. is. Definitely. And, and I don't know. Like, I was wondering, like, if we've just lost people I right. mean, if with – I. Maybe we should have. Maybe we should have. Maybe we should have a, a um, an episode. Maybe next week. Yeah. Where because I have all of the definitions of these different economic terms, like you know, written out right. with examples and questions that uh-huh. we can pose and stuff like that. I have a whole, basically, a whole lesson plan written up about this. Okay. So um, maybe we're. I think we're up against it a little bit now, mm-hmm. but maybe next week. Um, we can get into a little bit more in depth of what these definitions are. I think this mm-hmm. was a, just a really good back and forth conversation, sure. but I think maybe to give our listeners like uh, a little bit more of the academic side of, right. of this. Not even academic, just so that when you're speaking, you can say what you mean. Yeah. What is Keynesian? What is Keynesian economics? Right. And where does it come from? Perfect. And what is mercantilism? What is you know capitalism? Marxism, you know, socialism. Marxism. Yeah. Yeah. I right. think it'd be uh, interesting and helpful. Sure. I, th- I if if I think. I think that's what we we can do next week. I think that'd be right. really helpful. And if there's anyone who wants to come on, I mean, we are more than welcome to expand our conversation and have other opinions other than our own. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun when we had Matt. It's been fun when we had Clay and Megan. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to have Megan come back, but we're definitely interested in more voices than our own because it's it's fun to have just more opinions. It's just yeah. it's just more nuance for sure. All right, well, dude, this has been fun. This, this was our probably our most lively yeah, I like conversation the we've ever had. It's so fiery. I like um, to, you know, I like to thank everybody sticking around. This is episode eleven, and if you guys have been listening, you know, from us from the beginning, or you've been catching up with us, just thank you so much for sticking with us. I know the the early episodes were a little rough, but I think we're finally starting to get our form a little bit for sure. And it's I look forward to it every week. I love just hanging out with Jake. Um, and uh, I love that you guys like listening to us just kind of go off on things. Yeah. Uh, we do appreciate it always. Um, but that's it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I'm most active on Instagram. I'm going to try to get a little more active on it. But um, just check it out. Um, give us a follow. And if you like what we do and you think that others would be interested in, even if we have an educational episode like next week, we're thinking about defining terms and you think that'd be helpful, helpful for people, you know, please share. Um, and as always, thank you for listening. Yep. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye. Bye.